0: Finally, gave the Ringers Philly crew a podcast. I'm Ben Solak, and I'm Shield Capadia. That's right, just a couple Philly guys with a new space to fire off some Eagles takes, get caught up in the Sixers chaos, and more. We'll be coming to you twice a week on Sundays and Thursdays, plus bonus episodes whenever we get breaking news or Philly drama. Plus, when Harden and Embiid somehow convince you suckers that this year's going to be different, our fellow Philly stands at the Ringer will have you covered on the Sixers and all your other favorite teams in town. It's Philly sports, Shield. What could possibly go wrong? Join the fun and follow the Ringers Philly. Special now on Spotify.
1: It's the full go presented by FanDuel. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG.
0: This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. ABC pants
2: are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com.
0: Chicago everywhere. Check it. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Goal with Jason Golf presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Yeah. I just have to turn the microphone up a little bit. There
1: you go. There. Chris got the military-grade microphone, boy. Like, yeah, there are certain interviews that have happened over the last week or so where, I like, I've, I've heard Chris, you know, with a disapproving sigh. And I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on now. Let me let me step myself back into action. That boy microphone pick up every goddamn thing. Man, Chris be, Chris be silent. I'm like, I can hear what Chris is thinking right now. So we got, we got to raise our audio game up to the level of our guy Chris Sutton. Uh what episode is this? This is episode 242. 242. Yes. Yeah, 242. Two. Yeah, shout out to episode 242 of the Full Go podcast. Uh, my name is Jason Goff. Uh, they allow me to do this thing and it's brought to you by the Ringer and of course Spotify is the gang. Uh the voices that you have already heard of that of Tony Gill and my man Chris Sutton and fellas, listen. Listen, it is a rite of passage before we get to like the while we're here before we get to why we're here, the rite of passage part, um, Man, I am enjoying the hell out of the NBA playoffs, and I'm going to start every one of these podcasts off because I am sitting here in playoff envy. I heard Pat Beverly on his podcast say that if he would have been a part of the Bulls, that they would have been a fourth or fifth seed in the Eastern Conference. And I'm like, man, Pat, way to say that your teammates wasn't shit without you, boy. (laughs) Way to say that, hey, if they had made this move sooner and added a real motherfucker out of here, then maybe, just maybe, things would have been different this season Now nah, he wasn't saying it like that but I had to put a little sauce on it and on top of it uh, he, he did point out the fact that they uh, got eliminated by a team that is seemingly headed on to the Eastern Conference Finals even though Jalen Brunson Mighty Mouse himself has tried his hardest um, is there a more miserable and I don't know what his situation is because of course Anytime that I've like gone hard, like I found things out behind the scenes, I'm like, damn! All right, I should have, I should have kept that in mind when I was making this uh, observation. So hopefully everything is good with them, right? Hopefully everything behind the scenes is all going okay. And, and you know, I often caution fans to like, hey, there are humans out here, right? Like these aren't just your your, your numbers you know, on you wearing your favorite colors, wearing you know getting paid millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars, making you envious at home because this is your two hours to not think about your job and your life, right? Like, we we, we have to sometimes separate it. But is there a more miserable person, and for whatever the factors are, playing basketball right now than Julius Randle? Doug, I am watching Julius Randle against the Miami Heat team where – even on the good plays, Julius is like, man, I hate this shit. Like, like, he looks like something happened, and we all know the game that they won, the beginning of the series, was one that he didn't play in. It looks like something happened between, like, maybe Tom Thibodeau has gotten to him. I know the last couple of years have been tough with the New York media and some of the things that he's mentioned about the Madison Square Garden faithful. But if there is... If there's a dude who just, like, I know the playoffs dudes, you know, sometimes grow out their hair, sometimes, you know, run around with a scowl. I remember back in the days when I was a kid, you know, hit the back in the day music. But I remember back in the day when I was a kid where dudes were, brought the ball heads out and the black shoes. Okay. Whole team wearing black sneakers, whole team ball heads, especially, especially the New York Knicks, you know, shout out to uh Onyx, you know, and Fredro Starr, who said that he uh he ushered in the the era of bald heads, which made then Michael Jordan uh lose his hair, you know, in such um synchronicity, like such great timing that it, it spawned a fashion trend in and in a, in a fad, not a fad, actually, fashion trend for men feeling comfortable wearing their head ball, right? But I remember the Knicks back in the days with the attack of the bald heads vibe with Anthony Mason going ball, uh, Charles. Pauls Oakley stripping that thing all the way down. Greg Anthony, all those dudes like, They had to look miserable because it was a tough, you know, gritty type of crew. This Knicks team, though, man, Jalen Brunson is out here playing every second of every minute. Like, they were like, oh, Jalen Brunson and Quentin Grimes have played every second of this game. And I'm like, yeah, only one of those y'all truly have to mention. Quentin Grimes is out there being a seat filler. But, yeah, the the anger that is in the face of Julius Randle, every possession and, and like— I don't know if he doesn't like his teammates, if his teammates don't like him, if the coach is mad at him, whatever the case may be. But yeah, they, shout out to Patrick Beverly for pointing out the team that's getting ready to go to the Eastern Conference Finals is the team that they got beat by in the playing game in the Miami Heat. And of course, Jimmy Butler just, yo, when, you, when it comes to like pace, and making a fool out of you by going his pay. Like, you know what? He reminds me of Pauly from Goodfellas, right? Where they, they introduce Pauly and Goodfellas, and they go, you know, hey, he, he only... He, he didn't move fast because he didn't have to move fast for anybody or something to that extent, like... Jimmy Butler plays at his, and and maybe during the regular season, you know, it it isn't amounting to 50 win seasons every single year. Maybe he misses some games because the tread is starting to wear thin on the tires. But when the playoffs roll around, man, Jimmy Butler looks the game straight in the face and go, I ain't going to shoot no threes. I'm going to get to the line. I'm going to do this herky jerk shit. I'm going to use Pivot. Like I'm he uses his pivots like a big man, like a, a a skilled, fundamentally sound big man. Like his up and under game. He finds people, he defends at a high level. The only problem is Jimmy um still thinks this is the uh the 80s and 90s where you can go that hard on both ends and then have something left in game six and game seven of these series. Like we saw it in the finals a couple of years ago in the bubble. Like the historic photo of Jimmy Butler and we saw it here in Chicago for years the, the 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 sweat drenched i can't do no more put the cape on me james brown type of performance and then everybody on your team is looking at you like hey uh we are in game three of this series fam you are gonna have to uh, at some point um allow us to lose a game for you right like like maybe you can serve some of that like let's face it these elimination games that we've been watching come on man the, the the golden state warriors came out draymond green was like i am about to put my finger on the turbo button for for 37 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to try to score. Every time I get the ball, I'm going to push the pace. Um, and the Lakers looked at the game like, all right, well, I guess we go back to L.A., which can't play those games with Golden State. Cannot play those games with Golden State. And, of course, you got the, the fractured rib cartilage for Andrew Wiggins now, so he's questionable, but I feel like he's going to give it a go. Like, this playoffs, these playoffs, all that parity, and that's why when we talk about is the uh, is the the NBA season or regular season, uh, does it mean anything anymore? Well, it may not mean anything in terms of, okay, you beat this team two times out of the three times that you saw them or three times out of the four times that you saw them, but for me, what it means is I track the regular season by looking at the league as one whole thing, like not just 30 some odd franchises. And by looking at it like that, I understand. Those same reasons why we've been talking about five, maybe six chances, six teams feel they have legitimate chances to win the title is the same reason we're looking at some of these games where it's like, what the hell was that? That wasn't who you were in game three. Well, that wasn't who you were in game four because there's been a leveling out of the NBA that is taking place in front of our very eyes. We're watching Kevin Durant, ladies and gentlemen, shoot what? A high 20s in the percentile when it comes to three points three-point shooting right now? Like, when's the last time you thought, man, if KD only made some more shots, this thing would be a lot easier for his team, right? LeBron James is out there on a right foot injury that a lot of people feel like if this were the regular season or if this were, you know, lesser stakes, he wouldn't be playing with. So, from, from seeing, the like as you mentioned, James Harden, right? You see him drop 42 in game one of the series. Like, oh, it's about to be that. And then game two, you look at him stumbling and fumbling all over the place. And in an elimination game at the crib. At the crib. And I'm not gonna put this on Joel Embiid. I'm sorry, man. Joel Embiid is out there giving it his all with a knee, much like LeBron James's right foot, that he probably shouldn't be playing with, but the stakes are high. And his big ass is moving up. And you know, when he's pressing the turbo button, which I truly appreciate, is on defense. That man's weak side defense and 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 rim altering uh presence is is something to behold. And he's doing it at the size that he's doing that. Like, we marvel at what LeBron is able to do and has been able to do for 20 years in a different way because this is just what Joel Embiid's body type is. Like, I feel like he's putting in the work now. You don't, you don't do what you've done over the last couple of seasons and, and, and and you know, be an MVP consideration if you're not putting in the work. But I think he I think he deserves credit for lugging that big old body around. And then on top of it, you're so reliant as a big man, and this is why the game switched to wings being more important, because you're so reliant as a big man. You're, you're a wide receiver out there. You need the line to block well. You need you need the quarterback to get it out on time. You need to be reading the defense and not you know um, uh, you know uh, have the quarterback thinking that are you going to be somewhere that you you're not going to be. When you're a big man and you're not Nikola Jokic where you just dominating the ball in terms of playmaking and, 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 and setting up an offense, Joel Embiid, in the fourth quarter of this Celtics seventy sixes game that I watched, watched the other team star be facilitated and catered to, like, yo, if we lose, <laughs> it's on you, player. Meanwhile, his side of the offensive uh, ledger... He was waiting on James Harden and P.J. Tucker to figure out what pick-and-roll roles they were going to have. I watched three possessions at the end of that basketball game where P.J. Tucker caught it in the corner. And this is the other thing. Doc Rivers, P.J. Tucker can't be in the corner late in games. I don't give a shit who you think he's guarding. I don't give a shit how tough you think he is. I don't give a shit about championship pedigree. He can stand down basketball, Paul Reed, all he wants on on the sidelines and make great memes. He can't be in the game late in the game. Anthony Melton gets put in the game. And it's like, up oh, too little, too late. <laughs> we, the three possessions that you needed got fumbled away. And speaking of fumbling, James Harden, James, like these are the reasons they don't believe in you. Like unfulfilled potential, I think, is the greatest sin. Not, not even sports sin. Like I want everybody to, to to reach that cap, and if you don't reach it, then you, you hopefully you 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 died trying. And you know, man, James Harden. The moments that come, and you expect certain players to answer, or you're, you're hoping that they answer, just so they can balance out whatever the talk is going to be career wise for them. It's happening again. It's happening. Houston Rockets, it happened. And that was his team, right? You could blame it on Chris Paul's hamstring. You could blame it on him maybe having a concussion. We know we're talking about game six against the Warriors when he missed 23 straight threes, right? Got to make it happen. If you the man, and you've been the man all season long, I need to see you go down on your shield. Like, they need to carry you out on that joint. So if you looking for P.J., he, he did it twice in one possession, too he ran the pick and roll had P.J. Tucker in the corner was like this is the best option kicked it out to him they got the rebound P.J. Tucker's still open there with the woo you know the the YMCA call and it's like no 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 your ass is open for a reason (laughs) like like, they want you to shoot the ball what James Harden do swing it back let's make the right basketball play nah player this is an elimination game you know you got light skin toughness over there that's heating your ass up in the fourth quarter look Jason Tatum Jason Tatum is a testament to young basketball players and having no sense of reality, the environment, the space. Jason Tatum went, what was it, one for 12, (laughs) one for 13, something crazy like that leading into the fourth quarter and was like, hey, swing that thing. (laughs) swing that thing because there is a hard shot to be taken and I'm about to hit. He was one for 10 in the first half and they were up and I said, they about to win this game because at some point there is going to be uh, a market correction. At some point, the best players on the court are going to to get that feeling. Like, you're not going to go, like superstars don't, you know, they don't go one for 10 in the first half and then all of a sudden they finish four for 33, right? Like, you, you knew at some point you get enough looks, he was going to get going. Now, did you know he was gonna get going to get the, going to the tune of, what, 16 points in the fourth quarter? No, right? He was having an awful game. Miserable, as as, as Doris Bur- uh, Burke put it a couple of times. But, nah, man, like, when watching these things and trying to figure out how wacky and how silly and how exciting and how entertaining all of this is, me as a Bulls fan is sitting here like, man so close, but so far away because look at the players that we're talking about in these moments who aren't answering the bell or whose legacies are being written like uh, Joel Embiid. This was, I thought, <clears throat> I think this was his closest shot at getting to the finals that we've seen that Toronto team that beat him against, uh, with Kawhi Leonard, you know, you still, you, know, you still had to run up against a, a really, really, really good golden state team. And, who knows what would have happened there? Like, I don't. If I'm Joel Embiid in the Philadelphia 76ers, I get past this thing and I'm staring down the Miami Heat. And I'm like, hey, we, we got to be able to outscore y'all. <laughs> like, with Tyrese Maxey and James Harden and Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid, we got to be able to outscore y'all. And on top of it, who's going to stick me? But getting over this Celtics hump, Shout out to Dollar Bill Simmons, boy. He fired off that Jason Tatum tweet. <laughs> Tatum was like, bet. <laughs> Fourth quarter. I see you, Dollar. I see you. <laughs> yeah, man. I it's so much fun. It's so much fun. Like I I can't, I can't begin to tell y'all, like even now, I'm already getting that, oh damn, it's about to come to an end. Right? Like, because you're going to get now the spaced out times, and you, when we get into the finals, we're going to get terrific basketball, but we have been getting two games a night. At least one of them is going to make you smile. And more times than not, over these last week and a half, both games have been like, oh, okay. Whether it be a performance and a blowout performance or whether it be like the the, the back and forth push and pull of some of these entertaining ball games, the new legacies that are being written. Like Devin Booker is out here looking at everybody and saying, hey— if you think that you can't play top-notch defense as a really good offensive player, I'm going to show you how to change what's said about you. I'm going to show you how to change the narrative around your name. Yeah, so this has been this has been eye-opening it feels like a passing of the torch in some senses where you're watching LeBron, you're watching KD, you're watching these dudes get older, you're watching Steph still be a ridiculous assassin and, you know, bombing shit from 25, 27 feet. You're watching old dudes kind of muster up that championship stuff. You're watching the teams that we knew we were just messing around with. Like, you. Know, shout out to Sacramento for, for participating. Like, we're watching all these teams. Like, all right, yeah, it was cool. And hopefully in three years, y'all will keep up on the upward trend. But until then, you know, I don't have to show up to anybody's amateur talent show. You feel me? Like, I'll buy your album once you get that record deal. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I look at some of these squads. And now we're here sitting back on, on these beautiful, you know, uh, almost summer nights here in the city of Chicago. Like, damn, it's, <laughs> how, much, how much further does the, the squad that I root for have to go? to be recognized and talked about and as relevant as the basketball that's going on now. Because I, I keep mentioning it, you know, <laughs> 85 Bears. Bears—that—that That is some people's, um, man, like that was the greatest team that I've ever seen. And, you know, that that was the culmination of a, a whole bunch of terrific drafts, right? From Vinici and Finks and all those dudes back then, but you watched it happen. I watched the 98 thing happen. And the same way people talk about the 85 Bears is how we're getting ready and should be talking about the 98 Bulls. It's been 25 years. It's been 15 years since, since we drafted D. Rose number one overall. Like, these, these years and these seasons are starting to stack up, and my enjoyment in NBA basketball is not decreasing. But the, the teams that I am um, getting ready to be, once again, an unabashed homer about and, and fan of because, you know, you get into those moments – you're waiting for him, and you're yearning for him, and you hope that the organization can get it right. Because look at the Knicks. Look at the Knicks. It's been 50 years. They they keep trotting Walt Frazier out there for a reason. Like shout out to him. He's a terrific broadcaster. You know his style is his style, right? He does his thing. But you know he's there. Richard Dent. You know what I mean? He's 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 there, dude. Where it's like, oh, that's the last time we won. Like the, the NBA. It's um, it's it's it's, it's it's my favorite male soap opera, man. <laughs> like, just watching these things and, and watching teams grow and watching legacies either fall or be built. And, you know, Anthony Davis, come on. Like, the, the TNT crew had a ball with it, and they you didn't even have to guess what they were joking about or laughing at. Like, Anthony Davis gets hit in the head, and he has to leave the game. And all of a sudden, they're playing super small with LeBron James at the five. I was like, oh, this game's over. This game's over. This man's hobbled on on a bad foot. He isn't the player that he used to be. Like, when's the last time y'all was like, all right, Brian about to take over? Not just a quarter, not just a couple of possessions, a game. When's the last time that happened, right? And now we're talking about foot injuries and lower extremity injuries, like... This is how it looked, you know, when when we were when we were younger and and not respecting what Magic Johnson really was back in the days, and we're not respecting what Larry Bird really was. This is what it looks like. So, shout out to the young dudes uh, answering the bell. Shout out to older cats still being themselves, you know, showing themselves in these playoff moments and us thinking that something different is going to happen. The same script. Shout out to Arian Foster, by the way. The same script is being uh, followed. (laughs) We just sitting back in our chairs, right, with our popcorn and our drinks and enjoying the time. But as a Bulls fan, all I'm doing is sizing this thing up, especially from the Eastern Conference vantage point and thinking to myself, man, Jalen Brown, you know, white and white and green. Red and white, you know, seems like a a natural progression for him. Bring that ass here, boy. (laughs) A little Boston (laughs) to Chicago activity. You know what I mean? Like, all you got to do is, well, we we got the black
0: Hebrew. We, we got yeah. them here. they everywhere yeah, over here. Yeah, yeah.
1: Shout out to the Hebrew Israelites, you know. I, I don't know if I should say that, but you just put the fist up, and it makes me feel like a car <laughs> is going to be snatched if I don't. So, <laughs> shout out to y'all, and if I get in trouble for that, I'll blame it on Chris. So, that's that's just how I'm looking at we, yeah, it right we now. a new
0: mayor, so, you know, it's all good. Come on, come on Yeah, now. we do. Yeah, we do. So this is a, a, a rousing
1: start for our new mayor as well. <laughs> no controversies and no questions to ask, ask or answer. Yeah, this is uh, some time in Chicago is, is, is underway and basketball is happening so yeah man I uh, I am thoroughly enjoying the NBA playoffs looking forward to more of these elimination games and also dreading the fact that we're we're not going to get this uh, rapid pace you know rapid fire action in terms of a couple of games every single night to uh, wet our basketball whistles we'll be back with
0: more of the full goal with Jason Goff after a word from our sponsors Hey, this is Lance Briggs.
1: You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Gaughan. All right, I was trying to mention it in the first segment, but, you know, sometimes I have a little fun and, you know, trying to mention something turns into uh, 11 minutes of me just sportsgasming all over a microphone like I just did. You know, I'm going to dim the lights in here, you know, that's that that's that, that's that, that's that, that's that, post, you know, like, ah, let me, do I need water? Uh, yeah. Do, do I need to get a stretch in? You know what I mean? Like, you know, everybody's got to have a post routine, right? Like, right. right
0: post-coital, right. uh, yeah, a post yeah,
1: a, a, a post-coital, you know, sports routine, you know, where you're like, oh my goodness, give me a cigarette and by cigarette, I don't mean cigarette. Yeah, man, enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself out there. The The rite of passage that I was referring to uh, in the uh, first segment is, ah, the day that shouldn't mean as much as it does, but damn it, we all entertain ourselves with it. That's right. The NFL schedule release, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know all of y'all out there who can't wait for football, like the 24-7 football dudes like, we got dates. We got teams and trips to play. Oh, football. <laughs> so then we do the ridiculousness that I am getting ready to do here over this next few minutes, which is go through the schedule and talk about, oh, this. This one is this one will be a tough back to back right here. Oh, look how many games they've got on the road in this early stretch right here. It's like, hey man, do you know how many motherfuckers will probably be hurt in week 8 that won't matter in your preseason predictions? Like, like you know you know I I saw this what is it? The the uh the Eagles and the uh and the uh Chiefs are going to play week 11 Monday night. And that was like the first leak. And ESPN was like, aha, we've got the Super Bowl championship rematch on our airwaves Monday night. And I'm like, uh, at least nine people are going to be hurt that are very, very important in that matchup. Like, 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 we do this every year with the NFL schedule, and it's fun. You, you get to inject a little bit of that NFL, you know, vibes into your veins. But come on, man. If Justin Fields gets hurt in game two, none of the other 15 matter to me. <laughs> I'll be sitting here talking to y'all about them. We'll go over the, you know, the, the homework as a class. But none of these things will be entertaining to me. So the NFL schedule release is just another day for us to get our football jollies off. That's all it is. And speaking of... Ooh, y'all gonna hate me this year. Because your boy was just, you know, putting the feelers out there. That's all these things are for me. You know, I I throw little tidbits, little morsels out there, and I see what catches, I see what people throw back. Remember what I said about where the Bears should finish this year in the NFC North, ladies and gentlemen? If you haven't, if you haven't been paying attention to the pod, your boy has been going out there on that limb and saying that, yeah, I think they just might be the second best team in the North. think they might. And of course, it's the Minnesota thing, right? It's the Minnesota thing. Everybody's still looking at Kirk Cousins, regular season Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, you know, second year under the, the offensive genius that is KOC. And that's the remix by the way. We got the original KOC here at the Ringer. Shout out to Kevin O'Connor. But Looking at this schedule, I don't know, Tony Gill, looking at this schedule, the first five games for the Chicago Bears, there's only really one, maybe one and a half quarterbacks that I think are appreciably better than the guy that is wearing number one for the Chicago Bears. Now, like I said, everybody could be hurt by week one. This could be a Matt Eberflu's training camp where the soft tissue issues run amok, and all of a sudden you got five guys who are gonna be missing the first three weeks of the season that are pivotal, and none of this will matter. But when you start the season against Green Bay at the crib, second game, you know, not, not the first game, not a noon kick. we talking 325. Okay, At the house, Sunday, September 10th, against the Jordan Love led Green Bay Packers. You couldn't ask for a better start to the season to me. Couldn't ask for one. It's a it's a rivalry game. So that means the town going to be drunk for the three days leading into it right? It's at the crib. You know, there's going to be this whole Soldier Field send-off kind of vibe this year, right? There's going to be a whole bunch of romanticism and, and a whole bunch of nostalgia about, about a house of horrors, to be honest with you, over the last 40 years or whatever the case may be. Obviously, there's been some fun moments, NFC Championship games, that kind of vibe. But there's been, there's been as many tough moments as there's been great moments in Soldier Field. But to start that, with a franchise who, for the first time, like I mentioned, <laughs> in 30-some-odd years, that doesn't have Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers, for the first time, you won't be staring down one of the best quarterbacks in all of football wearing that uniform. I don't know if Jordan, Jordan Love could be outstanding. Jordan Love could be the next dude. You sure of it? Because I damn sure ain't. And I don't think the Green Bay Packers are. I think they just had to move on at some point and find out before they had to pay this dude. So if you think, and, and don't get me wrong, I think Green Bay's defense is going to be improved, and I think they've got some players. They drafted that Jack Campbellcat. Like, they, they got some, some dudes on that side of the football. But Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, get ready to be fantasy superstars because they're going to get the ball a lot. And if Matt even defense... Can tackle if if Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards do what they were brought here to do, if Eddie Jackson is healthy, because I don't really believe in that defensive line, even though there's a couple of young pieces out of Florida and South Carolina that have been implemented. But if you can slow down the Green Bay Packers running game or running attack, hey, Christian Watson, Jordan Love, y'all figure that thing out. And y'all gonna have a whole season in the next couple of years, probably too But I like that start for the Bears. And I like the fact that Justin Fields gets to um, plant his flag immediately when the season like this ain't playing the Texans. This ain't the Browns that you'll see later on in the season. This is your chief rival. This is all the juice in the world leading into this season because of what Ryan Poles was able to accomplish, not only last season, but this offseason. This is everyone, including myself, looking at Justin Fields saying, hey, what you got? Now, I believe he has it, but. People are still going to be looking and saying, "Hey, what you got?" And people are not going to believe as well. So this is a very, very important start to the season, not only for Justin Fields but for the Bears. I think they win that game, and then you get you go to Tampa Bay the next week. Shout out to my man Mike B. You know, Chicago resident who now is down there in Tampa. Got them Tampa Bay Buccaneers season tickets. You know what I mean? I might have to. Might have to. Might have to go down there, second week of of the NFL season to hang out with my guy, Baker Mayfield. Did y'all remember that? Did y'all remember that Baker Mayfield is the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? A win, okay? A win. I know Tampa Bay's defense is still the shit. I know Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are still terrific football players, but Baker Mayfield, I'm, I'm not betting on Baker Mayfield. I'm not. I know he can pull a couple of games out his ass and, you know, every once in a while, throw a here, or there. But for the most part, Baker Mayfield is going to be a double agent at some point, get you the ball. And and the Bears secondary that I think with another year of growth with Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker and, of course, Eddie Jackson carrying on from what he did last year before he got hurt, I think he they'll be able to make some plays against that Tampa Bay team. Now we're talking about 2-0. And then you play the Chiefs and lose. You you play the Chiefs at at, at Kansas City and you lose big. You lose by a lot because it's the Chiefs. I know, I know they they got different they got different offensive play callers now. They they lost some people. Like any team that goes to the Super Bowl is gonna lose people because other teams want to poach the best team's talent, right? But it's still Patrick Mahomes, it's still Travis Kelsey. That offensive line is a little, you know, they've they've done some recalibration right? Orlando Brown isn't there anymore, right? They've, they've, they've had to switch those tackles. So we'll see. We'll see, but I think the Chiefs are still going to be a well-oiled machine and still probably the favorite to come out of the, the the AFC this year if you're not looking at Cincinnati and some of these other squads. And then you got, you got Denver at the crib, right? So now we're talking two-on-one. You got Denver. Sean Payton is early in the season. His marriage with Russell Wilson. We'll see how that thing transpires, but I think it's better to catch Sean Payton and Russell Wilson and this Denver team in transition early on in the season as opposed to later on in the season. So I'll go lost there. I'll go lost. I'll go, you know, I'll, I'll go Denver is a talented team. They're tr- still trying to figure it out, but I'll go lost there. So we're sitting at two and two. The Washington Commanders, let me tell you all this right now, and this is the first primetime game national stage for the Bears, which usually spells doom and defeat. Mm-mm. The Commanders got Sam Howell as their starting quarterback. No sirree, Bob. I ain't picking that. That'd be blasphemy. Kidding me? Nah. So we're down talking about a three and two start for me. Now, that could easily be two and three. Worst case, one and four, but I don't see that happening. I don't see them losing. Obviously, injuries being the determining factor, as we, as we like to point out here, because y'all like to come back and say, oh, you said this, golf. Yeah, well, I didn't know the best player was going to get hurt when I made the prediction. So if you're taking a look at what the, uh, the odds makers have to say about this team this year, Seven and a half wins is the early total over under chris Tony, what say ye cause I thought this team would be a seven and ten team this year and finish second in the nFC North because I think the nFC North is going to be bad this year uh I'm tempted to go over just for the wildlife fun of things, you know just to just to have some fun chasing money but and is where I see this squad because you got Minnesota. I think you'll probably beat them one out of the two times. Then you got a really, I think, tough stretch of uh, at at Justin Herbert and the Chargers. (laughs) It's going to sound weird, right? At Derek Carr and the New Orleans Saints. And then the game that I hope Justin Fields and that entire team, which we know won't be the case, but I hope the entire team is healthy it's gonna be the game that a lot of Bears fans, if Justin feels the season isn't going the way that many had hoped, a lot of Bears fans gonna circle that November ninth date, day after my birthday, Thursday night game against the Carolina Panthers. Because that's Bryce's birthday. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. I forgot. Me, you, and Herbie are all mm-hmm. in, that, in that same little area right there. Like, Look at what the world was blessed with in three <laughs> consecutive days, huh? Jason Goff, Tony Gill, and my main man, Herb Lawrence from CHGO Sports, formerly of 670, the score. But that's the Bryce Young-Justin Fields game, right? Like, that's the game where it, no matter what, and, and it, it's not fair and sports is never fair, everybody's going to be like, all right, this is going to uh, – this is gonna set the the path for both of these careers. Your guys gonna face off against each other. I always love when we talk about quarterbacks facing off, which is like the entire premise of how I started this thing. Because it's like we're just sitting there watching them play tennis, right? Like nobody else is involved. The defenses are the same. Like every every other other variable and factor isn't changed for any you know either the participants. They just they just out there playing one on one football, right? But I like the Carolina Panthers in that game because. I think Bryce Young couldn't have landed in a better situation for a number one overall pick. That team is plug and play to me. Like that team is ready to rock. The limiting factor for the Carolina Panthers has been they they haven't hit on the, the quarterback position, whether it be the aforementioned Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold or any of the other guy, Cam Newton on the second, you know, go around. So that Thursday night game at 7 15. Another national stage, which Bears fans kind of shudder at, you know, got a little PTSD. Anytime we're watching the the same thing everybody else in the nation is watching, because then the next day is full of Bears critique where we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like taking taking your family problems out into the streets or whatever. It's like, hey, man, I can I can mess with my family and talk about my family. Y'all can't do it, though. And that's what happens out on the heels of every one of these seemingly national, nationally broadcasted games. So I, I'm worried about that one. But I, the, the Cleveland game, not worried about that. The Arizona Cardinals, there, there might not be a more reeling and worrisome franchise right now. Like, you, you got Kyler Murray who's kind of plateaued and he's got an ACL injury. So enjoy whatever y'all got going out there in, in, in the desert. And Atlanta, let's face it, they're going to be bad. Right. So there's to me, there are like five, four surefire wins on here. And then I got to find the Justin Fields is just better than everybody on that day games, which I expect. And that's where we come to here. Tony Gill put in the, uh, the chat, the Justin Fields year three MVP conversation that I guess is brewing or should get started. will get started. Let me say this, man. As big a fan as I am of Justin Fields, I'm not even silly enough to put that on his plate. Like, I know what everybody saw in Jalen Hurts this last year, right? I know. I know. It's tantalizing. It is absolutely tantalizing to think, man, you got that kind of infrastructure. You throw some some money at a, at a top flight wide receiver. You, you build up the offensive and defensive lines, and you go at it with a coach who would try some things. And Jalen Hurts, by the way, let's not act like Jalen Hurts isn't a huge part of this. Like the the shit that that dude is made of is you could just tell is different. That that dude he he oozes leader. On top of it, he's a good football player. <laughs> like, like he's a damn good football player. Like we played him at Alabama when he was like, oh, he can't throw and all this other his throwing motion and all that. It's like, all right. People get better at their gigs, right? Like, if, if we cap them at what they are entry level. I, if y'all go back and listen to, hell, episode one of this podcast, I hope it's gotten better 241 episodes later. If y'all go back and listen or or talk about any, you know, your favorite performers, right? Favorite artists. You go back and listen to their first work. Yeah, it might be your favorite, but they have been working all their lives to make that album. We're seeing these dudes just scratch the surface and get introduced to the instruments and, and know how to get into the studio and, and know where the dead spots are, where they like to hear their voice in this section or this corner of the booth. Like, that's what these first couple of years usually are for NFL quarterbacks. And hell, let's face it, everybody's Messiah and Trevor Lawrence y'all saw him in the first half of that playoff game like shit still happens to these young quarterbacks so for Jalen Hurts to make the leap that he made and for Josh Allen to make the the seismic monumental leap that he made I don't think it's fair to ask and if that's what you are doing in terms of Justin Fields then you're already telling me how you feel about him you're telling me yeah this is the time now you should be considered for an MVP and all I'm saying is, if that's what you are considering after seeing last year, then you got a lot more faith than I. And I think I have a ton of faith. I see the physical raw materials, and I, you know, you you, you drool. This is what a quarterback should look like, like physically. If you if you've seen him around town, if you've been introduced to him, if you had a chance, like the dude is 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 wide. He's He's tall, like he is not some fragile. And obviously, I mean, the way he ran around last year, he should have been hurt a lot sooner in the NFL campaign than he was. So with Luke Getzi saying that he's light years ahead of where he was last year and with the, the acclamation to, you know, the second year in the offense and also better players in front of him and around him, the expectations are high. But are they MVP level expectations for him? Nah, not for me. I want Justin Fields to stay healthy. I want Justin Fields to take the free cheese. <laughs> I want Justin Fields to understand that every play ain't a big play, and this ain't Ohio State anymore. And you don't have the five stars at every single position, and they may have them at theirs. So you gotta take that into account. I want Justin Fields to have the not only the right attitude, but the understanding that this is gonna be a lot tougher before it gets easier and to to just take the small steps. If we see Justin Fields make the impact plays that he made last year, which I expect, that's just not going to be good enough. I need Justin Fields to make the plays where it should be a sack, but it's now second and 6 because you you threw the ball to Robert Tanyan or you you swung the ball to Khalil Herbert or you 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 locked in Nicole Komet and knew that he was going to be able to get you a four or five yard completion. Like, I need those things to happen a lot more. And also for him to get a lot more protection, right? Like, I need those things to happen a lot more before I'm jumping up and talking MVP consideration. Now, do I think that he has raw MVP type of skills? Like, if you were chalking up an MVP, like Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes or guys like that, do I? He's got a hell of an arm, (laughs) he's got terrific legs but it's just a refinement of all those skills that are going to have to take place. So if you're if you're expecting MVP caliber play from Justin Fields, I think it may be a little foolhardy. And if you are already putting that on him, I think you're put you're telling me exactly where you stand on him. Either you believe so much that you are head over heels way more than I am in on the Justin Fields thing and I think I'm pretty in on it. Or you're putting this on him because you know he can't live up to it and won't live up to it, and you never liked him in the first place. And I think there's still a large enough faction of those fans in the city of Chicago that I can't wait to see how they digest this season. Justin Fields, Justin Fields got a lot of pressure on him, and this is what the game calls for, right? Like, if he's, if he's built for it the way I think he is, then this team, is. I think they can make a four-win jump this year. I think they can make a four-win jump. Second year under the system, you're now implementing pieces that you that you want body types and all those things. You're converting uh, pl- players that were on this team last year into okay. This is now the new standard. You know, you're no longer chasing the the first pick overall. Like a lot of things that happened last year, you can now remove. There is a there is a I think a base level understanding of okay. Now this should be. Some semblance of a professional team. Last year, we just saw a bunch of guys running around. Uh, who, let's face it, they were trying to lose. <laughs> they were tra- and once they knew that 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 number one pick was in sight, the best players on the defense were sent away. Right, like Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith were no longer in the locker room. So it was clear and evident that last year's experiment worked. But now we got to kind of recalibrate that lens and how we talk about and how we watch Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears team.
0: Time for some commercials. Bears talk with Jason Goff on the full goal. And the kick is good for the win. Fade to black. Brought to you by The Ringer, a Spotify original.
1: I see seven wins. I see seven wins. Fellas, over under seven and a half, which way would you guys be... uh,
0: Be going on FanDuel, by the way. I think I, if if seven and a half is the number, I think you got her about right, Jason, with the the seven and ten. Um, if it's at seven and a half, I I I gotta go under. Like, I mean, I get it. You know, you can have a great talent at quarterback. Um, I mean, we've seen it, but you know, the nasty man. Oh, shit we didn't
1: see it last year
0: right and, like <laughs> but, that
1: was like one of the one of the the more uh hidden stories last year yeah. that, you know <laughs> mr nasty time came back It wasn't very good <laughs> right <laughs> it wasn't very good
0: you know you've seen it with Justin Herbert so like as much as it, it, you know it feels good to seem like the bears are heading in the right direction i'm not expecting a huge jump they still got some some holes on this on this roster that uh, Ryan you don't Holes. think three,
1: three or four games would be a huge jump, though, Tom? That's
0: doubling that win output from last year. More than seven? Oh,
1: okay. So, but I, I, see, thinking, I think, I think just three to three, three to seven. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I think three, yeah. three and fourteen versus seven and ten. I think that's a pretty big jump. Yeah, yeah. Because you because if you're seven and ten, that means you can you can go eight and nine. Like you, you're you're, you're a few. And I think there'll be a few plays this year. Mm-hmm. From being the, like they're gonna have their okay, they're not ready for prime time games, where it's right. like, okay. And then they're gonna have their all right, they were a few plays away, but Matt Eberflus is coaching up, you know, all
0: that stuff. But mm-hmm. if they are three and a half, four wins better than last year, I think that's that's right on schedule. Yeah, yeah. This is this is I'm excited about this year and what Justin is gonna do. Um, they're a seven and ten team right now. What makes the difference is if Justin proves that he's up on a on a level that we don't have him there yet if he plays above what we expect him to be there's wins to be had that can improve upon that seven and ten record but baseline i think they're seven and ten i think i will go to under on that Chris, would you go seven and a half?
2: I don't know, man. You've seen some of those runs last year, you know, when he breaks out, you know, when he's feeling comfortable. I'm, I I would go over, honestly. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the schedule here. I think the only problem you have in the yeah. division is the Lions, honestly. You know, because it's going to be, I feel like the Packers are going to be like, you know, remember they took Peyton Manning mm-hmm. off that Colts team mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they went like mm-hmm. two and something the next year. You know, I feel like the whole team was built around Aaron Rodgers, like kind of like that sleek kind of like, Play style, and I think without like him at driving the Maserati, I think the Packers are going to be. They're going to go down. I mean, I think the Bears really they have a chance. Like I said, like the the yeah, Lions, yeah. I just feel really really strong yeah. right now. I feel like they're on the come up. But you know, like they're going to be. You know, be, right now on paper, they're better than the Panthers and the Commanders, and like I think they're going to split with the Vikings. You know, i You know, the right. Browns are going to be. Who knows what they're going to be last year? I mean, I see like a mid schedule, and I and I see him kind of like doing really well, honestly. Yeah,
1: that that Raiders, Chargers, Saints, Panthers run right there is worrisome for me. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Raiders with Jimmy Garoppolo this year, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo he, he he's He's,
2: but what's that going to be, you know? He's like, manageable. He's manageable. Yeah, he, he'll, yeah. he'll get you, put you him right in the right spot wins. like, you know, he's in the uh, championship game. Yeah, you know, yeah. if, yep. if if nobody's around him, then he's just a regular quarterback. Yeah, I
1: think I think Josh McDaniels and Jimmy Garoppolo uh, are a match made in average heaven. Uh, and, and, and Justin <laughs> Herbert, you know, new coach. Right. Like now everybody's looking at it reminds me of like when Steph when Steph Curry got his uh his extension. And Golden State, where everybody was like, uh, his first time around, where everybody's like, all right, well, what you got for us now? And then he turned himself into the greatest shooter of all time. It feels like Justin Herbert, everybody's been waiting for the Dan Marino thing to start Dan Marinoing, And we, we look at Dan Marino, and we're like, oh, yeah, he went to the Super Bowl his second year and never went back. Like, that's one of those things that we would never truly talk about. But Justin Herbert, I'm a fan, but... Yeah, it's time to start looking at that clock. Like, all right, now, <laughs> you get, your first coach is out of here. Now, what's happening? What, what's going on? And, and that Chargers team still, I think, has too many names and a, too much talent on it uh, for, and I could be wrong, but it's a road game. It's a Sunday night game, right? You're going out to the left coast. Like, uh, that, that, thing, that thing smells um, lost to me. Uh, and, and, and the Saints, right? Derek Carr. You know the redemption act of his career. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what that looks like as well. So, yeah that 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 run right there where Raiders, Chargers, Saints, Panthers happens. If you can sneak out of that two and two, you cooking with gas. Like I, I think I think you, you you feeling good about yourself. Third, first five games, I think you only got one. Maybe two games where the other quarterback is demonstrably better than yours. So I think that is something that you should feel good about as a Bears fan. But this is it, man. This is, this is the ride. This is how it's supposed to happen. You get your quarterback, you start to put the pieces around him, and you find out if he's the dude or not. Unfortunately for us here in the city of Chicago, uh, we've never truly seen a drafted quarterback lead a team to a Super Bowl. And lead a team to championship glory. I at least I haven't. Jim McMahon was drafted out of BYU, but Jim McMahon was a manager for for all intents and purposes. I mean, yeah, he made things. Rexy was a,
0: was the MVP candidate for half the season.
1: First five games of the season, when he came out, just guns a blazing, and then gets hurt, and then the Kyle Orton, Rex Grossman camps start to form, and you know, but we've never seen it. You know, especially in this modern era of football. We've we hell, that's why we were so excited about the Fields thing, because we've never seen a quarterback drafted, developed, and then star as a Chicago Bear.
2: Were you more excited about Jay Cutler showing up? Or um, were you more excited about Justin Fields showing up?
1: Uh it's different. It's, I'm, I'm more excited about Justin, obviously. Uh, because one, you get the clean slate, right? You get the clean slate. You know, it's oh, and also the brother factor. I mean, you know, this the is a this is a franchise. <laughs> I mean, let's let's keep it funky. Yeah, it's a franchise. I, I mean, go back to go go back to the black boycotts in the NFL, right? And and well, 1933 to 1945, and the principal characters in that, and who were behind those shadow bands. So this is a big thing for this franchise, and it's it, it, to to have a brother at the position that you drafted, that you selected to be your franchise face. And on top of it, I thought that he was at the level of Trevor Lawrence coming out of school. Now, you know, you can say, yeah, you're an idiot, Jason, and I'll take that. I'll take that. But his athleticism on top of the things that I saw him do throwing the football, like, we're we're just getting privy to this on the NFL level, this run around Justin Fields. Like, we knew he was a good athlete at Ohio State, but you knew he could sling the pill. And in tough moments against teams like Clemson and Alabama and, and you know, playing with crack ribs, like he had all that shit, man. He had all that that Steve McNair, you know, like I'm just going to make the play no matter what type of vibe to him. So I was more excited about Justin Fields, but I'm not going to front, man. When they traded for Jay Cutler, like being in the mix and and working at the station that I worked at and working on the show that I worked on, that was, that was a monumental day. Because it was for the first time the Chicago Bears looked everyone in the eyes in the NFL and said, we are going to change how we feel about this quarterback position. And and our fans are going to know it as well. We're not going to do this middling shit. We're not going to trade the 11th overall pick for Rick Meyer, you know, that ended up becoming Sean Springs, a, a Hall of Fame quarterback. Right. We're not going to do the Cordell Stewart thing. We're not going to go to CFL and get Henry Burris and say, hey, look, we got a brother that can throw it far, Like, you know what I mean? Like they 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 invested. They invested draft capital and went out and got a three time pro bowler before he had turned 26. Little did we know that Jay Cutler don't give a shit about anything but Jay Cutler.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. No, but I, but I feel you, though, man. I was a fan of his in Denver, you yeah. know, and like when oh, yeah, he went yeah. to Chicago. I mean, a bunch of my friends were really excited and I was like, oh, this dude's real. You yeah. know? And the,
0: the whole the whole city was white that day of of dudes. Just <laughs> oh, my po- God. Po- po- we're talking about pulse coil. Man, the wow. whole city, get me, get me. Just, <laughs> just slosh, 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 slosh. Whole slash, city slash, needed
1: a warm <laughs> rag, boy. Just, <laughs> go, go, get that for me, baby. I put my work in. Go, get, go get that. Go get that. Go get that. Go get that. You know, that's, yeah, oh, my God. There's so many things I want to say right now but I get in trouble. And she's right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Fellas, a little tidbit for you, though. If you're lazy as hell like me, the only place you ain't got to be. If, I'm just saying, if you're lazy like me, the only place that you ain't got to be lazy is in there. Because then you don't have to get up and go get the rag. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. I am undefeated, boy, because I don't want to get up and go get the rag. I didn't put in enough work. I didn't caught two cramps. You feel me? I'm I'm dehydrated. We probably been drinking. You know what I mean? Like, come on, Those, man. Hammies. Oh, Those yeah. hammies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Charlie horse. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've gotten a combination of a strain, a Charlie horse, and a pull all at the same time. <laughs> all at the same time. You feel me? But, hey, we got to get, hey. Got to win this race. We're <laughs> racing <of> the clock because <laughs> I'm gonna be asleep. So you gonna have to finish up by yourself. So so come on through. <laughs> it's like Kentucky Derby. Come on, go. Come on, go. She's taking the whip to him. Come on, go. Well, oh, hold on. See now, I didn't said that. <laughs> I,
0: I did have a question. Did you like uh, their rollout of the schedule?
1: Oh, with the bear! So mm-hmm. shout out to Allison, the bounty hunter. Right, shout out to Allison Turner because um, she put me on to the show in our uh, in our group chat, and I sat down and watched every episode of it, and thoroughly enjoyed it. So it's I fire. was so happy to, I'm so happy to be a part of something where it's like it's current, you know. And I'm like, oh look, I watched that too, guys. So shout out to the Bears
0: for doing that. Was that
1: Seth Rollins?
0: Yep, the wrestler. Yep.
1: Yeah, okay. Shout out to him. I, I interviewed him at the Super Bowl because I was looking at him mm-hmm. like, is that that's that Seth? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, Charles Tillman was in that joint. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, man. It was it was it was a good rollout. The Chicago Bears Instagram feed actually is um they've been doing some really good work. They've been doing some some good work. You could tell when when uh, a social media team uh, gets a little hipper, a little cooler. Uh, or they start leaning on <laughs> hipper or cooler people, but now they do. If you're a Bears fan right now, like they're the only team, and it's probably because they're not playing, but they're the only team right now. Aside from the the the, the jolt that the Hawks got the other day with mm-hmm. Connor Bedard being the presumptive number one overall pick, they're the only team right now where it's like, all right, you you you're looking at other Bears fans like, yeah, huh? Feeling feeling that? All right, cool. You're feeling good, yeah. All right, cool, yeah. Because Lord knows us White Sox fans don't feel shit like that. Because Lord knows the second worst team in Major League Baseball kicks your ass three games out of four when your manager is returning back to his old stomping grounds with his new team, with his shiny new objects. Like, hey, look mm-hmm. at me. Finally got a gig. And, then, and Kansas City Royals, like, we're going to kick the shit out of you just like we did last year when you was on this side of the fight. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Yay, Bears. Yay, Bears. And I want to thank my subconscious for always bringing me back to uh, White Sox baseball somehow, some way. So, go Bears. Well, that's all the time we have for episode 242 of the Full Go podcast. Want to thank everybody out there for downloading this thing, for subscribing to this thing, rating and reviewing it, giving it the five stars you know it needs. If not, we will see you in the streets. Want to thank our production staff, the shadowy figure that is known as Steve Cerruti want to thank the, the fly guy, the smooth criminal, the chief vibes our operator and officer, the CVO of this podcast. He is Chris Sutton and my main man, Tony Gill. For the fellas, I'm Jason Goff. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, we will catch you on Sunday. Looking forward to Sunday's podcast. And you ask, why are you looking forward to Sunday's podcast, Jason? And I'll tell you right now. I'm just saying that because I'm supposed to say that. I, I will come up with something over the next two days, as y'all know I always do. And we're going to have fun then, all right? I'm not going to oversell it. Y'all going to be here next Sunday, and I'll be here as well hanging out with you. So looking forward to hanging out with you on Sunday's pod. 773-359-3103 is the voicemail line if you want to leave us anything, any of your thoughts on the bear schedule, uh, the trips that you might be planning right because I know a lot of people are looking at some of these dates right Kansas City Atlanta you know are you are you thinking about going out to LA so if you've got trips planned are you thinking about planning a Bears trip or you know this is the impetus to finally get out there and, and have yourself a Bears trip go ahead and hit us up at 773-359-3103 so for the fellas I'm Jason Goff once again thanking you for hanging out with us and leaving you with this as always y'all take care of each other be safe And remember to stay sucker free.